You're listening to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show presented by SuperOps.ai, where we go behind the scenes with today's top MSP owners and experts and get to know what they are really doing to evolve their business. Hey everyone, welcome to SuperPod, the no-filter MSP show. I'm your host, Praveen Ramesh, and I have someone who I've tracked for quite a while now. His book on PSA is one of my top recommendations to every MSP I speak to. Literally every customer of ours we have spoken to, I've recommended them to read this book. In addition to this, he he hosts a, a podcast himself called the PSA Impact Podcast. It's a great pleasure for me to invite my friend Chris Tim, Technical Director at uh, Sundela Consulting, author of PSA Profitability and Executive Council Member at CompTIA. Welcome to the uh, SuperPod, the No Filter MSP show, Chris. Is there anything that I miss? Hey, Praveen, thanks very much for the, for the intro. That, that was a, a, a great in, intro. I couldn't have, couldn't have said that better myself. So thank you for that. Awesome. I think I'm going to start with asking you something that I didn't mention in the intro, right? Because, you know, uh, your career has been long and illustrious. You've been an MSP owner, if I'm right. You've, you're consulting now. You've been with, uh, you know, an MSP vendor. So, you know, what's the one thing that, you know, the world doesn't know about Chris Tim? Wow. Um, well, I think, yeah, you've, you kind of have hit it on the head. So I started out, um, you know, as, a, as an MSP, I ran an MSP business. Um, I then went to work at Autotask. So one of the, the big PSA vendors. Um, and then around four and a half years ago, I started out as an independent MSP consultant, helping MSPs to, uh, to get the best out of their PSA tool. So um, at the moment, predominantly, it's it's Autotask, but I do help with, uh, you know, with all kinds of, of PSA tools as well. Got it, got it. So which part of the world are you putting, Chris, just so that, you know, our audiences know the best time to get in touch and all that? A- absolutely. So originally, for those, uh, for those who've picked up my accent, I'm originally from South Africa, um, although I now live in the UK. Um, so I'm on the UK time zone. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so uh, tell us about your book, right? Uh, I'm in PSA profil- uh, Profitability, as I said. I've recommended this book enough times to a lot of people because, you know, as a, as a solution and as, uh, you know, a module in itself, it seems pretty simple, but uh, your book is a ton of insights for anyone looking to kind of set it up and implement it the right way, right? So uh, my question to you is, of all the things that you could have written about the MSP business, why did you choose PSA? Uh that's a, a, a great question. And, you know, I've always, I've always been a big fan of using a PSA tool in, in an MSP business. Um, you, you know, it allows you to kind of run your entire business through, through one tool. So a single pane of glass um, and, and ultimately allows you to get profitability information out of it. So, you know, I, I grew my MSP business um, and sold my MSP business all through you know, having the right information in the PSA tool and being able to, you know, very quickly um, pull the information out um, and, and, you know, prove to the prospective buyers as to, um, uh, you know, that we were a profitable MSP and we could pinpoint right down to, you know, which customers were costing us money, uh, who our most profitable customers were, um, you know, who our highest and lowest revenue earners were. So, um, you know, I chose to write a book all about PSA profitability specifically for those reasons to help MSPs to, um, you know, to understand how to get the profitability information out of the PSA tool. 
I think uh, you made a great point, uh, you know, with respect to drilling down and having a perspective on your overall business, right? I think that's where uh, a lot of MSP owners, as far as I've spoken to, uh, miss the trick, right? Because most of them that I have spoken to view your PSA more as a service desk rather than as a, you know, the center of where all your business transactions happen. So uh, apart from using that as a service desk, what are the pitfalls do you see MSPs doing when it comes to their PSA? Yeah. So, and actually that's a really good question. And it, it and you're right. A lot of people, um, you know, buy a PSA tool because they're looking for a service desk and it, you know, a PSA tool is not a service desk. It's a business management tool. So it's designed to run your entire business. So, um, you know, the biggest mistake people make is, the, is they just use it as a, as a service delivery tool. And then they're missing out on so many other things. So, you know, things like being able to pull out profitability information, things like being able to track how much opportunities are costing you. You know, when I work with my clients, I talk to them about having a pre-sales ticket against an opportunity so that you can track exactly how much time your engineers are spending on, on pre-sales work as well. And if you're not running the opportunities through your PSA tool, then you're never going to be able to, to track how much um time your engineers are spending and whether those um uh, you know those opportunities are actually profitable for you or not got it i think uh, then it's more about coming to track every minute details of your business not just from a ticketing perspective but also from a sale pre-sale and contract perspective right so uh, if i'm getting your uh, thoughts right it's where most psas miss out is the business aspect of things and where they focus or doubly focus on is the ticketing side of things of their psa Correct. So I think a lot of MSPs, um, you know, like I said, they 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 buy a tool, they, they're looking for a service delivery tool. And so, you know, so they buy a PSA tool for that reason. And, you know, most PSA tools do a great job of service delivery, um, you know, and it's a great tool to use for that. But you, you've got to use all the other, you know, all the other areas and all the other aspects of a PSA tool as well. Got it. Got it. I, th I think some great insights uh, there, Chris, because again, I kind of resonate with what you're saying. I think that's what you've covered in your book as well. But with respect to evaluation, given that, uh, you know, uh, I am going to be looking at business side of things, uh, our, our community as an MSP community, we all are uh, driven by word of mouth, right? So, uh, you know, I see my, uh, uh, you know, next door MSP picking up a tool, I pick up the same tool as well. And there's always this question on what does an ideal PSA tool look like? So what would be your answer for that? How, how should, as an MSP owner, I be evaluating, uh, you know, a PSA tool? And, and that's a, a great question as well. And, you know, there, there's no such thing as the perfect PSA tool. Um, what an MSP needs to do when evaluating PSA tools is to, to really understand, you know, what problem is it that they're trying to solve? And does the PSA tool, um, you know, address 80% of those uh, those problems that you're trying to solve, because there's no tool on the planet, no matter, you know, how hard we try as MSPs, there's no tool that's going to solve 100% of all of our problems. So, you know, you need to look into what, what problem am I trying to solve? Will the PSA tool that I'm looking at solve those problems? And will it solve 80% of the other problems in my business as, as well? Um, and, you know, does it does it do a good job of of solving those problems? And I often see so many times people pick a PSA tool because everyone else is using it. Right? So we're very much a, a kind of a me too um, industry where you know just because one MSP uses a particular PSA tool, everyone else uses the same one. So um, 
what you really need to do is to evaluate, um, you know, like I said, what, what issues you're trying to solve. Will the PSA tool that I'm trying to um, look at, will that solve those problems? And if so, then that's the tool that, that you should look at going for. Got it. I think, uh, uh, you know, if I'm getting your answer right, it's more about look, having an inside out view rather than outside in view. Inside, first see what are your priorities? What do you want to kind of decipher from the insights? What do you, where do you see your business heading and what are the kind of insights you would need for that? And chalk them down to requirements and then shop in the market for a tool. Is that uh, right, Chris? Or Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, also don't, don't look at it just for where your business is now, but you know, where, where are you planning to take your business? Because again, I'll see people saying, well, you know, I, I have a need right now and they'll, they'll potentially end up buying a, um, you know, one of the smaller PSA tools and then they outgrow that tool very, very quickly. So, you, you know, it's looking at what is, what is your plan in your business? Are you, are you looking to scale? Are you looking to grow? And, and if so, it might be better to actually choose a, a, you know, one of the bigger PSA tools, now in your business even if you were a small one and two man uh, business because it's better to get a tool that's going to grow with you into the future rather than changing that tool every you know every six months or every year perfectly makes sense so that brings me to the question of you know there are a lot of these one uh, one person two person shops in the msp markets right so uh, uh, you know as you rightly said you have to look into a tool that you will eventually grow into uh, or you grow with the tool, right? So my question is, uh, I'm starting an MSP today. Uh, do you think I really need a PSA? Because, you know, day one, I'm going to be extremely clueless. I don't know where my business is headed. I don't know what my current business model is. Uh, or rather, I don't even know. I mean, all, all the knowledge that I have is here. I need to solve my client's issue. So, uh, you know, given all the scenarios, do you think PSA tool is a necessity on day one? If uh, yes, uh, you know, how should I look into it? If no, at what stage do you think I should start looking at a PSA tool? That's uh, that's also a great question. You, you're full of great questions today. Um, uh, oh, thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, my, my personal recommendation is absolutely look at a PSA tool from day one um, because a PSA tool is, is, is going to, you know, like I said earlier on, it's a business management tool. So it's going to help you to... Um, you know, manage your entire business. So every process, every aspect of your business is is going to be able to be managed through the PSA tool. So, um, uh, you know, again, it's when I started out my business as as a one man uh, one man shop, I didn't have a PSA tool, and I very very quickly um, realized that I actually needed one because you know I had no way to tell which customers were profitable when I first started or which customers were costing me money. You know, I just assumed that they were all profitable. And if I, and at the time I was just using a ticketing system. So I, I did a really good job of, of um, you know, supporting the customers and the service delivery side of my business was great. But, you know, I was spending so much time on all these customers and I had no way to, um, to actually measure which customers were, were profitable, how much time I was spending on them, um, you know, all of those kind of things. So right from day one, you still need to know that information, right? You know, the, and actually probably more so when you're a small one or two person MSP shop. So the reason one, um, you know, one person shop needs to use um, a, a PSA tool is, you know, we all have the same issues, even as a small business, right? You need to know which customers are costing you money, which customers are, are profitable, who your biggest revenue earner is, um, uh, you know, because those are the customers that that you need to um, 
if the if the customer is is one that is um, uh, you know your your highest revenue earner, you might need to spend more time nurturing that customer, right? And you also need to know which customers are costing you money, um, especially as you're trying to grow your business. You want to know. Um, you know, whether you actually need to bring in any more resources, um, you know, whether you're profitable with those customers, all that kind of stuff. So absolutely having a PSA tool is, is definitely something I would recommend to do even as a small one and two man company. Yes, I think I, I kind of resonate with you, uh, Chris, but, you know, a lot of uh, MSP owners that I speak to see PSA as a cost center and, you know, coming from the vendor side when, you know, we strongly recommend them, hey, you know what, you know, doesn't matter if you choose our PSA or not have a PSA because it's not about uh, spending, uh, you know, uh, 40, 50, $80 on this, but it's the amount of time that you'd end up saving by automating a lot of business operations by having a PSA. I think a lot of people just don't see that uh, the amount of time they lose by doing these tasks or handling tickets or, you know, managing contracts manually, right? So, mm. Absolutely. No, I, I fully, um, I fully agree with, with what you're saying. Awesome. Um, okay. So that brings me to the question. So, you know, you, you've been an MSP yourself, you've been an MSP vendor, uh, you've been part of an MSP vendor. Now you're into consulting. So, uh, you know, if there are, uh, M, you know, our audience is mostly MSP owners and MSP, uh, you know, technicians who are listening to this. So what should they be asking their vendors when they're selecting a PSA tool? So what are the questions to ask? What are the things to evaluate? So, would love to get your thoughts there. That that's a another great question, and actually, um, j- just something I alluded to uh, earlier on. You know, if if as an MSP you understand what your pain points are and what you're looking for the tool to to address, um, you, you know, as an MSP you should be going to the vendor and saying these are the issues I have in my business. Will your tool actually solve these issues? And how how much of of these issues can you solve in in my business? Um, so you you know and take the same the same pain points the same issues to every single PSA vendor and and pitch the same things to them and you you know see how they um, firstly how they respond and secondly um, you know how much of of what you're you're telling them how much their tool is actually going to be able to to help solve those issues for you. Got it. I think a great advice there, you know, kind of have a similar set of questions, ask that to everyone there, uh, every vendor you're shopping out there, look at their support, look at their community, and then probably take a call because, you know, a kind of uh, tools and capabilities are one part of the story. But I think things like integrations, uh, you know, also add on to a lot of uh, this thing, right? So for one MSP integrations might not be a big deal. Whereas for one more uh, vendor, uh, sorry, one more MSP integrations might be a big thing that they go after. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's what we alluded to earlier on as well. I think a lot of MSPs focus on the wrong thing. So they might say, well, you know, we, we want a, a PSA tool that's going to integrate with a particular um, product. And, um, you know, which, which very often isn't necessarily a, a pain point. So, you know, it would be things like, how do I know whether my customers are, are profitable? You know, how, how do, how can I run my contracts? Am I able to even, you know, run contracts through through the PSA tool? How do I bill for those? You know, what happens when they come into the accounting package? Where am I going to do the reporting? You know, all those kinds of questions are things that that MSP should really be asking the vendor and and asking the vendor to show them how to actually do that. You know, actually show me in the product how um, how this is actually going to solve my problem. 
I think amazing insights there. Even I would say, you know, uh, you know, building a modern PSA RMM tool, I would say the product should itself demonstrate. It should be intuitive enough for the MSP owners to figure out. But I think I'll, I'll take the trade off of, you know, folks explaining how they can achieve or run reports within the uh, tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I think the um, obviously the tool has to has to speak for itself. Um, yeah. And very often, that's why I always say to people is, you know. Um, I, I'm very much of a, a kind of a more show show and tell kind of person rather than, um, you, you know, when I ran the pre-sales at, um, at one of the big PSA vendors, I, um, you know, I always used to show people because it was a case of, okay, well, let me prove to you that this product can actually do what you want it to do. Or, or you know, let me, let me show you, actually, it might not solve your problem exactly as you want it, but let me show you a, a way or a workaround that we can actually um, you know, go about trying to solve it as best we can. So, um, and I think that's really important as a as a vendor to um, to say, well, okay, you know, let me show you what it does, and then let the let the MSP make that decision for themselves as to whether they think that tool is going to solve their their problem or not. Absolutely, Chris, a two hundred percent agree with you. I think you dropped in a marketing lesson as uh, well there for you know MSPs uh, listening uh, this episode. So show don't tell. It could be through your website. It could be through the services that you offer. The more you speak, the less people are going to believe. So show what you've got. I think, uh, you know, people's trust are going to be uh, increasing multifold. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I want to come to the implementation uh, part. I think uh, that's where most PSA tools uh, start failing, right? I think the failure point of switching from one PSA tool to the other, other and endless shopping of PSA tools, uh, or I would say the endless search for the perfect PSA tool continues because you know, most people fail at their uh, PSA implementation, right? With respect to having the right reports, with respect to setting up, uh, you know, the burdened labor cost, unburdened, uh, unburdened labor cost, or having, you know, the perfect profitability report. So uh, I just wanted to ask you from a, a very implementation standpoint, one, what are the pitfalls uh, that you have seen most MSPs do and how can they uh, overcome it? Yeah, and and I think a lot of people fail at the implementation stage. Firstly, because they they don't give the implementation an, enough time, or you you know they try and either rush through the implementation, or they they don't understand their pain points to start with. So you, you know they buy it as a service desk and then just try and set up the service desk side and um and not actually um you know go through the implementation of making sure they've got all the costs and. Um, you know, burden rates and all those kinds of things in as well. So, um, so my key piece of advice for any MSP is, is make sure that you do the complete implementation and make sure that, um, you know, you dedicate the time um, and invest the time to actually go through setting up the PSA tool properly from the beginning, um, because that's only going to benefit you later on in, in the future. I think, you know, the champion of uh, the PSA service, uh, you know, implementing this PSA needs to be, uh, you know, kind of uh, front, uh, front load this effort, uh, effort and be the champion, make everyone understand or buy into the idea of how to use a PSA, right? Because more often than not, we see that, uh, you know, it's uh, the service desk manager fronts this and they see it from their own use case. The sales folks implemented, they see the PSA tool from their own uh, use case. I think it needs to be a person, probably the MSP owner who oversees all these functions should be championing the cause of implementation. Absolutely. And 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 that was um, and that's actually a, a really good point. That was 
um, you know, pretty much covered in, in the book as well, in terms of um, very often when an MSP, as you say, they'll get a, they'll get the service delivery manager to, to set the tool up. Um, and, you know, that person doesn't necessarily know anything else about any of the other processes within the business. So um, I think and, no and disrespect to uh, them, right? Because they are doing their job and they are seeing things from their perspective. Uh, absolutely. And I, you know, and I think it's, it's a good thing to get those people involved, but it, you need buy-in from the entire um, organization. So, you, you know, you need the finance people to be involved in, in not, not only in the implementation process, but in the decision-making process as well. So, um, you know, and then when it comes to implementation, you need to have, you know, either somebody as the champion that, that has overall view of the entire company and all the processes and how they work, um, you know, and, and then bring in the people from finance, bring in the salespeople, bring in the, the, the technical people to, to implement their particular part of the product. But, um, you, you know, because you need all of those people so you know where it hands over from, from one area to, to the next and how it's all going to, um, going to flow, so... Got it. I think uh, some great insights uh, there, uh, Chris. So, uh, you know, with respect to reports, again, is one important or I would say the most important part of a PSA tool. So what kind of uh, reports, uh, let's say if I'm a one person MSP, you know, uh, doing a couple of hundred thousand dollars in revenue. So what are the kind of uh, reports I would need on my PSA tool to propel my, uh, you know, MSP to the next one million or next five, 10 million. So what are the kind of business reports you encourage people to set up? That's a great question. And most people would probably, you know, look at some kind of service delivery reports. Um, and of course, I'm going to say that, you know, the most important reports you need to start to look at is profitability reports. So, you know, which, which customers are my most profitable, who are my highest revenue earners, um, uh, you know, which, and actually not just even my highest revenue earners, but who are my lowest revenue earners as well? And who are the least profitable customers, right? Because, um, and, and that's always a report I love to run with, with my clients is to say, you know, it's all very well and good knowing who your most profitable clients are, but let's look at who your least profitable ones are and, and why are they your least profitable clients? You know, what, what's going on inside that client that they, is it, is it because the client is, you know, just constantly phones you or, or is it that actually it, it, the, you know, the issue might be inside the MSP. Maybe your guys don't have enough skill to be able to, to work on those issues for the customer. So they're taking a lot longer to solve those problems. So, you know, it's gonna give you the ability to very quickly be able to see that and, and then to address those issues. So if it's an internal issue where your guys might need some training on a particular um, subject, then, you, you know, obviously you can go ahead and, and send them on, on a training course, or it might be that the, um, uh, you know, it's, it's the customer and maybe there's some opportunities there to upsell training to the customer so that they're not calling you all the time for the same issue. So um, really profitability reports, but also reports on, on, um, you know, least profitability. Um, and then things like, um, uh, you know, forecast reports in terms of, uh, you know, what does my managed service forecast look like? So, um, you know, am I, am I making the same amount of revenue month on month? Um, so you can kind of start to run those trending reports and see, you, you know, in the future, am I still bringing in the same amount? Are there any contracts that are about to expire? Do I need to be going back and, and renewing those contracts? And again, you know, looking at the profitability of those reports on a 
year by year basis and say, is there anything in these contracts that I need to be changing? Um, and, uh, you know, so pulling out those reports from the PSA mm -hmm. tool, I think is something that any small MSP that needs to grow needs to have the information in front of them from a PSA tool. And most PSA tools on the market should be able to do profitability reports really, really easily. Yes, I think some great insights uh, there, Chris. You know, uh, with so much insights, I'm, I think I'm gonna go uh, go write a book that's gonna compete with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be because, great. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I mean, from a, a you know, as you rightly mentioned, most tools out there, you know, pro probably have all the table stakes uh, features and uh, you know capabilities, right? But where most often uh, things fail is where you implement and how you implement and what you wanna see. I think my biggest takeaway was. You know, look inside out while you start evaluating the tool because that's pretty much going to determine what tool you buy, you know, which vendor you go with and, you know, what kind of reports you want to generate, right? Because if you're not clear with, hey, what am I going to achieve with this PSA tool? No matter what, you know, which tool you buy, you're never going to be successful and you're always going to be in the market shopping for a new tool. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and, and that's where... I always say, make sure that you you understand what your pain points are and does the PSA tool address those pain points? And if you don't yeah. know what, uh, you know, what issues you're trying to solve or what your pain points are before you make the decision, then you're more than likely going to pick the wrong tool. Got it. I think some great insights uh, there, Chris. So what I'm going to do is, uh, you know, drill you enough on, uh, you know, PSA, PSA profitability and all that stuff. So I'm just going to, you know, lighten the mood a bit and uh, get you into a rapid fire round. Uh, you know, where I ask you five questions, you have less than like five seconds to reply. So reply me, uh, me with the first thing that comes to your mind. Profitability. Ah, no. So I'm got Here's the question. So oh, okay. uh, what's your uh, biggest MSP pet peeve? Biggest MSP pet peeve is being a me too person. So choosing a tool because everyone else is using it. Perfect. Uh, number one resource you recommend, uh, you know, MSP folks to read, it could be a community, it could be a blog, it could be a podcast. So what would you recommend them to, you know, consume? I would actually recommend that they find every book available on the, uh, in, in the MSP industry. And there's a number of them. There's a number of people that have written PSA, uh, not PSA books, MSP specific books um, and, and read every single one of them and get as much information as you possibly can out of those books. Perfect. Any particular recommendation, Chris? Um, yeah, I mean, I can mention some names. There's certainly, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people like Carl Palachuk who've written great books on, um, on on how to grow a successful managed services business. Nigel Moore over at the Tech Tribe has written a book on on pricing and and uh, you know packaging and pricing your your services. Um, and my good friend Richard Tubb has has written a book, um, uh, you know, on on how to run a successful MSP business. So there's a bunch of books out there um, that I would recommend people read. And then things like the Tech Tribe is a really good good place for somebody to go and um, you know learn from their peers. And uh, there's so many tools and resources on um, on the Tech Tribe. So that's one of the places I would absolutely recommend people go and have a look at. Perfect. What's your number one productivity hack? Oh. Um, Number one productivity hack is I love Zapier. So I try mm -hmm. and uh, automate every single thing in my business that I can to make me more uh, productive. So I always try and find um, 
you, you know, as, as, or do as much automation as I possibly can with tools like Zapier. Perfect. And what would you recommend, uh, uh, you know, uh, sorry, uh, what is your go-to vacation spot? Sorry. I wow. <laughs> now there's a question. Um, my number one vacation spot. So I'm going to be actually quite biased here because I'm from South Africa. I would have to say Cape Town in South uh -huh. Africa. Um, you know, beautiful uh, city, great weather. Um, so yeah, I would probably say that's probably my number one vacation spot. I'd love going Got to. Got it. You know, since uh, you've been both in England and, uh, you know, uh, South Africa, so I would ask you, who's your favorite cricketer? I'm assuming that you watch cricket, so. And now, actually, weirdly, I'm not a big um, cricket fan as such. Uh, okay. Um, I'm a big rugby fan, but I'm not a big, big cricket fan. But actually, if I was to probably say who, um, who my favorite cricketer is, only because I know the guy actually really well, is, um, is, is Daryl Cullinan, who was a, um, you, you know, a South African uh, cricketer back in the sort of late 80s, early 90s. Got it. And the final question, who would you recommend we bring on the show next as a guest? Uh, oh, lots of people. Um, I would definitely recommend you talk to Richard Tubb. I think he's going to oh, be- Oh, he's a, been here, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Whoops, I didn't listen to that podcast, that that version of it then. Um, so definitely Richard Tubb, uh, Pete Matheson, I think is a good one. Uh, he's Ian been Luckett. here as well. Wow. Yeah, Ian okay. Lankett is something we'll- uh, yeah. Ian, Ian Luckett, great guy. I think you should definitely have him on the podcast. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you very much, Chris. It's been a lot of fun. As I said, uh, you know, a lot of insights, a lot of fun. I think, you know, I think we went to the depths of uh, PSN. I'm pretty sure a lot of MSP owners are just going to be scribbling their notes, uh, notepads with a lot of insights. So thank you very much for being on our show. And I hope to see you soon again in our next season. Excellent. Thank you very much, Praveen. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun.